Hey everybody, welcome to Drive Through View 546. Today we're going to look at Fabled Fruit. This is a new game from Stronghold Games that came out at Essen. Uh, it's designed by Friedman Fries, who did Power Grid and a bunch of other games. Uh, this is a very different kind of game. Now, your game sessions are typically going to run about 20 minutes, and then through the course of the actions and sort of cards that players select during the game, the next time you play it, it will have sort of a different makeup and it's going to kind of progress slowly over the course of, I mean, I don't know, maybe a hundred games. So let's jump into the mechanics and look at how it works and then I'll tell you what I think of it. Okay, now here is everything that you're going to get in the game. Now the first thing to note here is you are gonna get the rules, very simple, uh, about four pages. And then you're gonna have a glossary here for all of these various sort of worker placement cards. So these are the fabled fruit cards that you're going to be purchasing and taking actions on. So you can see I've got a whole mess of these cards here, which I'll show you in a minute. But the cards that you're gonna be dealing with here is this stack of fruit cards here. And every player is going to get two of these cards. And you can see some of these have uh, two fruit on them, but most of them have one. Uh, the cards that have two fruit on them, they're shuffled in here, but you actually will take these out uh, before you get to a certain point in the game. But most of these will depict, I believe there's like six different fruit in the game. And so you're gonna have a hand of two of these cards. So you maybe start with a banana and a grape. Everybody will have two of those to start with. And then each player is going to get like a little symbol here. They can keep this in front of them, like a giraffe in this case. And then they will get a worker, meeple type animal thing. <laughs> in this case, I would get the giraffe. And so this will be sort of a worker that I'm going to be placing out on these cards here and taking actions. And there's some other different tokens here that won't come into play for your first game, but will come into play as you kind of work your way through the stack. So let's zoom in here. So here you can see we've got six piles of cards. Now each of these has four cards in them. So we've got here sort of the number five card. And there's a couple of things to note here. First, you've got the cost to buy the card. So in this case, I need three uh, coconuts. And then this little symbol here means a wild. So it can be any of those. So to buy this card, I have to take the action here to place my worker on there. And then I would need to discard the appropriate cards uh, from my hand. And then I would take and purchase this. And then I would put it face down. You can see this side like that. So depending on the number of players, you're going for a target number, so usually three or four possibly of these purchased fruits. Now the other thing that you're gonna do, and you're gonna be doing more of, is placing on these cards and then taking the action. So the very simple one here, is we place our worker on this card here, it says draw two fruits. And then it'll give you a little bit more of an explanation there, draw two fruits from the stack, which simply means draw two fruit cards off the top of the deck. Or you might have this one here, and this you'll do quite a bit in the game. It says draw one fruit, then exchange three fruits. Uh, so you draw fruit from the stack, and then you'll give a player three fruit cards from your hand. So you hand them to them face down, and then they will choose any three cards, even the three they just gave to you, and then hand them back to you. So it's a little bit of sort of a forced trade. And there's a whole different mess of effects here. Uh, this one will allow you to draw back up to three fruits. So if you're down to like zero fruits or something like that, you can draw back up to three. This was a fun one. You take unique fruits. So you start flipping cards off the top of the deck until you bust. And you, by bust, I mean you draw fruit that you've already drawn. And so there's a lot of just different effects and things that are going to happen. Now, as you start to purchase these fruit cards, because you have two actions you can do. You can go and do the action, or you go on the fruit card and purchase it for the cost down below. So let's say I went here and purchased this moose here, and I would take that and put it face down. Then I will take one off the top of the stack and then put that into play like that. So every time you purchase a fruit card, 
you're going to take one from the next. So you can see we dealt out here fruits one through six. So the next one that we dealt out after we, somebody purchased one would be number seven. And you can see we have these huge stack over here. You can't even get all of them in there. There's a giant stack of these cards. So here we've got four number sevens, one, two, three, four. And then once the fifth card would be purchased, then number eight would come out, which will add a market to the uh, game. And then number nine and so on. So you just keep adding cards every time one is purchased. And then at the end of the game, which again is triggered once a certain number of these fruits are bought, uh, then you're going to give points out to the players. You don't have to give points out. You could just keep playing and then have a winner and a loser every game. But you'll give two points to the player that triggered the end of the game and they had the most fruits. Everybody else will get one point except the player who got the least amount of fruits, uh, and then they will get zero points. But then you have now changed the state of your next game. So let's say uh, going through the game here, we purchase these cards like so, and then you know a bunch of these have come out, and then we you know we got into the number eight card and so on. We got two of these out. So the first time you play, you'll buy up some cards and then add the, any cards that you basically you bought and turned into these little fruit drinks here are out of the game forever. And these new cards are now new worker placement spots with you know new costs to buy. And you go through this whole huge deck over here. I mean, and there is, I think, 57 different cards. So there's four of each of these. And they all have different effects and all that stuff. And so each time you play the game, you're going to be kind of evolving these sort of worker placement types of activities that you're going to do. And they get more and more complex. As you can see, like this one is just draw two cards. Or this one is, you know, you add a market, a display, actually, of five cards that are going to be available for purchase. And there'll be other different effects which will make use of the tokens and give you kind of more interactive abilities that you can you know, sort of steal cards from other players and all kinds of different stuff. So it's really kind of a campaign light 20 minute game which is very, very different. Uh, so you can just keep playing, keep track of points if you wish or you can just keep playing, just kind of playing through the deck and then maybe reset it. And, and then it's very easy to sort of bag up and put away. You just have the 10 cards that you have left. You put them kind of like in a separate bag and you keep everything else in order. And then anything maybe that was bought and removed, you just put that all in a separate bag. And it's very easy to reset, of course, if you wanted to reset it and play with a different group. Maybe you write down what you've done so far, and then you just do one through six again to start over. Okay, so that is Fabled Fruits, and I've played this five or six times. I don't remember exactly which, uh, but I really love this game. It's fantastic. This may be like the lunch game to end all lunch games, because... You could always revisit it. You could come back to it and play it every single day if you wanted. It's going to slightly change each time you play. It does take about 20 minutes to play. Um, and so you can get in a couple of games, maybe in a lunch hour type of setting. And as you move through all of the cards, the game is going to get more and more interesting. So the first setup, I mean, it's fine. It kind of teaches you the game and then you move along, but it's all kind of real basic activities. Uh, but then, like I said, as you move through, the cards become a little bit more inter interactive. The abilities are a little bit more interesting. Uh, one thing I didn't mention, which does come into play, is if you move on to the same spot, you use your worker token to move on to the same spot as somebody else or multiple people, you have to give them each a fruit card. Uh, so maybe you've been kind of building up a certain hand of fruit to go buy a specific card or you really need to do uh, a special effect that will be very very uh, much better you know it's going to be strictly a better action to take this one and other players will kind of know that as well so they can kind of go and sort of and try to intercept and maybe sort of 
you know, kind of get try to get a payment out of you. Now, that's not really going to become apparent on the first play for sure, but as you start to play the game, you start to kind of see different ways that the game can kind of work itself out and shape itself. And you start to learn to sort of keep track of which cards players have. There's a little bit more trading things that are going to happen. And so you're going to kind of know, okay, well, I don't want to give Billy this one because, you know, they need another strawberry, I'm pretty sure. And that will let them go ahead and buy this, you know, and then maybe end the game that much quicker. So the game kind of unwraps itself very naturally, very slowly, uh, in a way that is going to be very easy for like anybody to get into. So the other nice thing about it is if you played this game with maybe kids or, or you know, newer gamers or something like that, then you can kind of slowly kind of work them into some of the kind of the language of games in a way because you've got more trading you've got more worker blocking stuff that's going to happen you've got just kind of more interesting effects and so it kind of it will open up i think to new gamers uh kind of the world of these kind of cool interactions that can happen slowly and then you've got the kind of got the concept of like a legacy game almost where you're removing cards from the game and you're not tearing them up obviously but you're removing them from the game. I think they even call it like the fable system or something like that. So it's not legacy, but it's, it is a different kind of a twist on a campaign type of setting. Uh, so I really recommend this, I think, for all folks because it works very well. It's just a nice filler, but then you kind of lay on top of that campaign aspect, and it really is really fun. And we could probably play this in my lunch group uh, for at least a month or two. So I don't know if we will. Um, but that may, may put the kibosh on like, you know, reviewing other new games that fit in the lunch break. Uh, but I highly recommend this to uh, anybody uh, that, you know, this seemed interesting to if you looked at the walkthrough. So it's a really, really fun game. Take a look at it. Thanks.